Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. Welcome Welcome to to the the new EDU. everybody. Welcome back. You have made it to Christmas. It is Christmas break. And more than that, it is almost 2021. Amen. Hallelujah. It is almost 2021. I don't really know what that means. I don't know what it means either. It's numbers. We're celebrating it like it's going to be all of a sudden the clock is going to strike midnight. Everything's going to be different. Everything's going to be different. And it it is though. Let's speak it it into existence. Let's just do that. Let's speak it into the world. If we speak it into the world, maybe it'll happen. It, well, I mean, we can have that positive mindset. So we wanted to do a fun little episode this week. Well, I mean, it's going to be fun, but I think it's also going to be, I don't know, helpful. I'm I'm sure a lot of what we're going to say, I mean, because we were talking about, yeah, we were talking about it before we started recording and, (laughs) and hope, and hope goes, you can't look at mine. We want to do an episode where we were kind of looking back on the year of 2020, which has been an interesting year. Uh, we can 100% say it is a year unlike any other, no doubt. But we want to do an episode where we look back on 2020 and talk about the top 10 things that we learned, aka I'm going to share five and Wade is going to share five. And we haven't shared our list with one another yet. We were talking before, Hope said, you can't read my list. And I said, well... That's because you haven't shared your list with me yet. That, it is, wasn't that is true. But then I said, I'm sure some of my things would be like yours. And she thought I was trying to cheat. <laughs> I ain't trying to cheat. I'm just saying, I think a lot of us, including our listeners right now, I I really do believe that a lot of us have learned some of the same lessons throughout this year. And if we haven't, then what have we been doing? Well, he said, um, we eat together, we sleep together, we use the bathroom together. And I was like, hold hold, hold up right there. That you We work together, we raise a child together. You cross the line. Like, we do everything together. But you know, in 2020, that has been very true since about March. We Mm -hmm. have done all those things together, and here we are. Better than ever, Wade. Better than ever. Better together. Oh, okay. So we're going to dive into this episode. It's just kind of a reflective episode for us, but it can also be a reflective episode for you and you to think about the lessons that you've learned in 2020. I think it's always important to look back on our experiences. And this has been a hard year for me. And you've heard some of that in the episodes that we've shared. You've heard about my struggles that I've had during this season specifically. But I think that it's always important even to look back on the struggles because I think from what I know, I know from our struggles, we find so much strength because then the next time we face that, we're like, because of this, I can also do this. Mm -hmm. And so because of 2020, we're going to be able to accomplish anything, anything that the world throws at us. No, I don't know if that's true, but I think it's so important to look back on the struggle and find the strength in it. And so that's kind of what this episode is about, Or we're going to share, yeah, or we're going to share what we learned and the takeaways from this year and things that we are going to carry with us into 2021 for, for the great that awaits. Yeah. And don't forget it. Just don't forget what you've learned. So I'm really anxious for this. And we're going to let Wade share one first because I've not seen his list. I have my list. I'm a planned individual, so I have my list ready to go. But we're going to let Wade kick this off. So number one, 
thing that you have learned in the year of 2020, Wade? The number one thing that I have learned and that I continue to learn is to appreciate the moments instead of looking forward to what's to come and being intentional about it. But it's really hard. It's been very hard for me also during this season because I'm someone who doesn't like to sit still. I am someone who likes to prep and plan and get everything ready. I don't like to sit down. I don't like to rest. I don't like to take moments for myself or for anything for that matter. If I know something's coming up, I'm trying to get it ready to go. So for example, like for Maverick, if, if I'm parenting Maverick, I know at this time of day, he's going to need whatever it is. So I'm, go, I'm not going to sit down. I'm going to go ahead and prep it, prep it, prep it. When in actuality, I didn't need to do that. Like it, I, I could have just enjoyed my time, enjoyed my time with, with you or with, with Chase, since he's the only other friend that's allowed to come over to the house. But it's one of those things to where it's really hard to do because we've been taught that we have to work and we've got to work hard or we got to work fast all the time. And I think 2020 has taught us that we need to live in the present, not the past, not the future. But that's hard to do, especially when you're isolated for so long and you're not able to have your outlets like you normally do. Yeah. And I think that you've talked a lot about it. And we may have shared it on a podcast before. I'm not sure. But you've talked about, are you just going through the motions or mm-hmm. are you actually living life? Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I've even, you know, as your accountability partner, mm-hmm. a- as your wife, mm-hmm. I've had to really, you know, point out to you, especially, I think that I've seen it a lot, especially since Maverick has gotten here because you like for, like you said, everything to be planned mm-hmm. and everything to have a time. And I'm like, just, whoa, just, <laughs> whoa, whoa for a second. But I think that that has happened a lot in 2020 for you because it's been so unpredictable in the world that you like to have predictable in the home. I like to control things. You do. And I like to control what I can control. And I know I can control that. So I'm, I'm sure that's part of it. But, but also, are you actually living life or are you just going through the motions right. on a routine and a schedule? Right. And I think a lot of teachers fall in that rut too. I mean, obviously we're, we're not teaching this year, but well, I did teach this year. I teach, taught at the beginning of the year. But I remember consistently when I would just almost go through the motions in the classroom uh, just because now I, I gave my best effort, but a lot of times if I was struggling or if, if it was hard, I was trying to control what I can control, and that's simply going through the motions. So going forward to 2021, staying consistent with living in the present, not looking forward to the future and trying to control every little thing. Because if 2020 taught us anything, it's learned uh, we've learned how to be flexible. Yeah. And so continue to do that. And I've also learned that too, when I, you know, when you go through a week and it's like, whoa, how's it already Friday? And then I reflect on what have I really enjoyed mm-hmm. and experienced in this week? And a lot of times it's not a lot. Right. And so, you know, really taking in each moment mm-hmm. and trying to enjoy, truly enjoy life, I think is so important. So that's a good one. All right. So um, what about you? What's, what, what have okay. you, what's your first one that you've well, I've learned? got my list over here. And well, there so go. the first lesson that I have learned, you know, especially in 2020 is that a happy state of mind is found in an authentic life. And so I think during this time, it's been tough. It, it's, you know, been difficult to navigate, but not having to show up every day and act like, I'm fine. This is great. We're going to, we're, 
we're going to make the most out of 2020 and we're going to be the best, best, this is going to be our best year ever. And, you know, trying to, I'm always such a positive person. And Mm -hmm. so, but really learning that you can still be positive and show up as your authentic self and have days where things just stink and have days where life is just not on your side and have days that you're like, this just plain out sucks. You know, I think at the beginning of 2020, I was in the mindset that, 2020, if we're going to be stuck at home, we're going to quarantine. I'm going to make this the best year ever. I'm going to get in the best shape that I've been in. I'm going to do plan all the things. I've got all this time at home to spend with Maverick. And I think I got so caught up in that, that I wasn't allowing myself to show up authentically, but I was showing up as who I thought I should be or who I thought I needed to be during this time for you, for Maverick, for my family, for, you know, my, my followers on Instagram and people who look to me to be positive. But I think that true happiness is found when you just show up as who you are and you come as you are. And, you know, we've been open about going through therapy and I've been doing a lot of therapy, especially Mm -hmm. during the year of 2020. And, you know, just something that my therapist reminded me of is that, you know, just creating space for your emotions and it's okay to have, it's okay to not be okay. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's not okay to stay that way forever. Mm -hmm. And so but part of healing is saying that, yeah, I am depressed. I am anxious. I am, you know, feeling crummy just naming it. And I think that has been one of the biggest journeys for me because that's not always easy to do that. You know, you got to let go a lot of a lot of a lot of pride, but truly letting go of that and just saying, this is who I am. This is how I'm showing up. That's where that's where happiness is found, because Mm -hmm. it's true. It's real. It's not something that's fake. Happiness can't be found in fate because at the end of the day, you know, that's not re- that's not your reality, right? Yeah. And so for me, um, just showing up as my authentic self and realizing the power that that has for myself and in my journey to serve others, I think has just been powerful for me. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that too. And it's not, a, yes, it's been great for you, but I think it's also been great for you to see that in other people too and to recognize how important it is for other individuals to be authentic. And if someone's having a great day, that's awesome. If someone's having a difficult day or a sad day, hey, it's okay. And I've seen you do that with, with us even. Yeah. Wait, are you having a good day today? Oh, yeah, I, I could tell you're not. So yeah. you just go do what you need to do. So, I mean, again, 2020, I think it's like a crash course of life. <laughs> uh, of, it's like of, a reset. It like really is. A reset. It's of- hard. It's been hard, been difficult. It's, But it's taking these lessons we've learned and really applying them and understanding what we've been taught. My next one, I, I wasn't going to do, do this one next, but it's, it kind of builds off of what you were talking about, just being your, your authentic person, but going a little bit, not deeper, but a little... Detail. Uh, it, it's, Detail. it's not deeper, but uh, it's, it's, be, it's being true to who you are with what you believe in and standing up for those beliefs. Okay. And I believe 2020 has taught a lot of us and opened our eyes to things that have been going on systemically for a long time that a lot of us have just been quiet about. Our black and brown brothers and sisters next door to us. Just understanding that, yes, we've understood that we are white individuals for a long time. But what does that actually mean? What does advocacy look like? What does allyship actually look like? What risk do we actually need to take for the people who are being oppressed in our nation. And in 2020, it's really opened our eyes to say, hey, you haven't been doing enough, mm-hmm. so what are you actually going to do? And, and not only with that, but it's given us um, the confidence to be able to stand true in who we are in other aspects of our life too. Yeah. And what does that actually look like? 
instead of just talking about it, taking action and being consistent with it and being okay to mess up. 2020 is definitely, I guess, lit a fire underneath us that way. Uh, I think you would agree with that too. I do. But it's also hard to be intentional about it because, again, we have privilege and we forget about it. Yeah. Which is not good. Yeah. But... Well, our habit for so long, I mean, for our entire lives, I mean, you think mm-hmm. about it, your habit of thought had, you've never had to to relearn. You've never had to relearn right. your privilege and to even recognize it and to even see it. And so those are things that we've had to, you know, completely mm-hmm. shift our lifestyle. And we've talked about this on the podcast as well, but what we're exposing Maverick to, what we're bringing in the home, mm-hmm. how we're educating him, even at a young age. And so I think that has been helpful in the fact that what, how do we want to raise Maverick? I think that has really brought it to our attention to be more intentional with our own lifestyles, like what we watch on television, what right. we, you know, bring into our lives, what we feed ourselves with. So yeah, I think that we've definitely been more intentional about that as well as, you know, surrounding ourselves with incredible people, right. you know, that have walked along this this journey with us and have educated us and have taught us, you right. know, an incredible amount that we could not have learned on our own, but rather in community. That's right. And it's been a, a whirlwind, mm-hmm. but it's, we, we continue to do it. So yeah. yeah. My next thing is that True, I've learned in 2020 that true magic actually happens in the silent and in the still. I think it kind of goes, you know, you were talking about just going, rushing through life and going to the next thing and the next, you know, achievement or the next goal or whatever it is. And that's something that I have been notorious for. I have been a busybody since I can remember. I, through Mm -hmm. high school, played not three sports a year, not one each season, but four sports a year. In the spring, I actually ran track and I played softball. So I would go and play softball games. And as soon as the ninth inning would come and we would be done, then I would race over to a track meet and I would run whatever we had left. And then I would train all through the summer for different sports. Now I'd play summer ball and whatever it was, you know, we were involved in church and all different types of things and youth ministries and church camps. And that's just kind of been my lifestyle forever. And I've never been one to enjoy sitting still. A lot of times I've even, since I've gotten older and I've struggled with anxiety, I've even feared the silence and mm-hmm. feared, yeah, you know, you being still because yep. then you're you're left with your thoughts. <laughs> but there's so much power that can come when you truly do just sit and listen and you truly sit and just take in life. And, you know, whether it be through, you know, I've practiced meditation a lot in 2020 and, you know, but just sitting back and just watching you with Maverick Mm -hmm. and the slow moments and the moments that we don't have to be anywhere. We don't have to do anything. Nobody's expecting anything from you. You don't have to be to the next location or the next event or where, how are we going to get from here to here? It's just about living life. And I think that, you know, there's so much magic that we truly that we truly have missed in the past that now we're starting to find again. And I'm so grateful that this, you know, we were talking to some of our friends the other day that, you know, with Daniel and Sam about the fact that how fortunate are we that this pandemic happened while Maverick was this age because we've gotten to see so much of, you know, we haven't missed the big moments. And, you know, I think a lot of people do because there are a lot of working parents who they miss the first steps or they miss the first words because their kids are in daycare. And that would have been the situation with us, you know, but fortunately we've been able to be home and experience so much of Maverick's first that I think that we might have missed out on if we had been trying to get to the next thing or the next event. And not to say that there's anything wrong with missing out on those things because, you know, if you got to work, to you right. got to work right exactly. to take care of your family but we've just been so blessed to be able to have this time together home. and to be able <laughs> to work from home and it that is 
saying a lot because that has been a challenge within itself. And that is not always easy at all. And I think a lot of times we're like, this is so hard, but we forget all of the good that has really come out of that. And so honestly, just to sit and, and to be still and to be with your thoughts, I think has been healing for me just in a lot of different things. And so, you know, I think there's a lot of magic in the smaller moments, but we're always like, Let's make magic. Let's go on a let's go on a trip. Let's take yeah. Maverick to Disney World. Let's go to this Didn't conference. Now we've that. got to set this goal. Give him a stick. And there is, there is magic in that. <laughs> and I'm not saying there's not. And of course we love a good trip to Disney World and I miss it terribly. There's just as much magic that happens in the house, yeah. you know, if you're just if you're looking for it. And so I think to capitalize on what you said for your first thing, what what are you looking in your day to find? Mm-hmm. Are you looking in your day just to find how did I survive this day? Are you looking in the day to see those moments that you never want to forget. And so for me, each day, I'm like, what, what is it that I don't want to forget from today? And so I think just honestly t- stopping and taking a step back and looking at life and saying, what is so great that I don't want to forget is something that we don't often take the time to do. Absolutely. And and that becomes a habit. Yeah. And, and honestly, habits aren't that hard to, to create. You just have to stick with it for like 30, 30 days. <laughs> just 30 days. Just and 30 days. The problem just stick is, with is it. then it's good for a month and then you're off track again. So I no, disagree. Yeah. I think no, habits I, are very I was, difficult. I was, being, I was being sarcastic. I think habits are very uh, difficult. But, but if you start making that a habit or try, attempt to make that a habit to remind yourself about Find what. Find the good in each Right. Time. If if you just and the small try, things. and you have to, you can't do it at the beginning of the day. You have to yeah. do that at the end of the end of the day. Just kind of reflect on it. Another thing that I guess that I this is your have third learned. Thing. This is my third thing. Woo. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. All right. Yeah, my 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 third thing that I have learned this year is how letting go. And this goes back to the control thing. Like control wasn't really one of them, but this is it. Letting go, and and this is as corny as it sounds. Letting go oh, and letting boy. God. Right. Let go and let go. That's right. I mean, faith is really strong in our family, in our household. It drives everything that we do. During this year, it's been very, very iffy for us, and we've had to have extreme faith. I mean, we we had a national conference that we had to reschedule. We've had other events that we've had to reschedule that we've signed contracts for. Neither one of us were teaching in the classroom this year, which we we planned of, that before all of this happened because we had all of these things that we we're going to do this year. And we were planning to be in able. and out of schools all year long, and yeah. So and 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 I truly believe that everybody in some type of way has been shaken to their core for things that they thought were going to happen this year, and they didn't. And every time that I would start freaking out about something. I would do exactly what you just said. I would pause, I'd sit still, and I'd pray, or I'd read the Bible, or I'd listen to worship music, or whatever it was, I would talk to God. There's been a lot of worship music and, in our house in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> and just literally, just just let it go. And I, at the beginning, it was really hard, but I will tell you, like, a month into it, it was really easy. Like, I wasn't even worried about it. And so sometimes that's what you have to do, but the that's God right there. <laughs> Bling. This is your email from God. Email from God, but no, what's I, I think I think what, what helped me I with think that's that. That's the second podcast episode. It is. That's funny. From God. There it is. Um, but I, I think what's really helped me with that is understanding that God is able, and that doesn't mean that He's going to help you in the way that you want to be helped. That's awesome if He does, but that's awesome if He doesn't. And I think once I find and I've thought that forever, but it just really hit home this year with me. If he does, that's great. If he doesn't, it's fine too. 
and will continue to worship and praise Him all the day long. So definitely that's uh, what's driven me this this year. I think that's that's my core. What did Wade King learn in 2020? I mean, it's, you know, it goes back to, well, first of all, how beautiful that we truly can cast a, cast all of our cares on Him. And that's what, you know, He expects us to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that scripture about when your strength is failing, essentially lead me to the rock that is that is stronger than I. And so the fact that we can turn to someone else and we can turn to mm-hmm. our faith and that we can really stand firm on that. And mm-hmm. that has been, you know, and a lot of people might say, well, poor you, you had to cancel conferences or you had to, you know, again, don't, anybody's story, I encourage this, you know, you on this for anybody out there, whether it seemed big or small to you, that's huge in in our world. And and a lot of people don't understand the ins and outs, but you know, your problems (laughs) may seem small to me, but they're huge to you. And so, you know, everybody's feelings are completely, whatever it is that you've struggled with, whatever has scared you or rocked you to your core this season, whatever it may be, there is no such thing as too small or too big. All of us have experienced our own set of trauma during this year, whatever that may look like in your world. So don't ever minimize someone else's trauma. That's why it's so important that we truly part part of, you know, this being kind is is listening, listening and not trying to say, well, but and not trying to one up the person. Well, but I've had to deal with this or I've had to. But Mm -hmm. I've had this. That's not going to help us navigate this year and be, be in support of one another and be there to uplift each other. It's about listening and saying, man. That's that's difficult. I'm here for you. How can mm-hmm. I help? Exactly. And so, you know, when you're when you're working with colleagues or, you know, when you have friends or whatever it may be, I think it's so important that we do share our trauma of 2020 and share our struggles and share things that have been difficult to us because, you know, it's so important to talk about those things, but not minimizing other people's situations. But but yes, faith has been faith has been a biggie for I mean, it's mm-hmm. always been a biggie for us, but yeah. there's been a lot that we've had to truly just let go of, jump off the cliff and pray that somebody's there to catch us at the bottom. Right. And so, unfortunately, we've always we've always had someone there to catch us. So, And if he doesn't catch us, <laughs> it's fine. It's your time. It's your time. It's fine. So my third thing is one thing that, and I think this is a lesson that we've all learned um, in 2020, but that Dr. Jody Carrington says, we are wired for connection. And so I think that a lot of the things that we once took for granted, we are now recognizing how precious those things are. And so not taking our connections for granted, not taking our friendships for granted, the moment that we spend with one, the moments that we spend with one another, that we're able to spend in community, there has been a a big hole in my heart because, you know, every Sunday, that was our thing. We would go to church and, Mm -hmm. you know, we haven't been able to take Maverick to church and to interact with his peers. And he hasn't been able to be around a lot of kids. And for us, we haven't been able to see a lot of our friends and family. My grandfather, who is almost 90 years old. Right. Um, has not even been able to meet my gr- or his great grandson, excuse me, our child. Yeah. And so, you know, all of these things that we once took for granted as small things, we've recognized the importance of those relationships and the mm-hmm. importance of the love and the connection and how big of a deal that is. And so, again, it's just kind of, you know, 2020, if nothing else, has given perspective like none other. Just the perspective of, once again, that it doesn't have to be these extravagant moments that build our life. It's the small things. It's the small small moments that we get to share in community with one another, that we get to share in our dear, with our church family or with our families just in general that, you know, that we've missed so much. And so I know that when I'm talking to our Get Your Teach On team or our friends, I'm just like, I just want to be able to 
hug you. I just and yeah. I, I always took hugs for like I never really thought of seeing them at Get Your Teach On Conference and then being able to give them a big hug was a big deal. Like I was yes. always excited to see them and I was always, you know, it always filled my heart, but I guess I never recognized how much it truly did until it was gone. And so you don't know what you have until it's gone. And I think for me, that has just been the connection piece. And so, you know, obviously there's been a lot of FaceTimes and there's been a lot of, you know, moments, but I've also recognized just how much I miss being able to fly to see friends or travel to see friends or to meet up with friends or have friends over to the house or, or whatever it may be. And so just how important those connections are on a daily basis. And I don't, I'm not one to have a lot of connections. Everybody knows this about me. I don't, I don't, I'm not the life of the party. I don't like parties with hundreds of friends. My idea of a beautiful night is five people, six people, like my people, you know, connection at whatever capacity and whatever Mm -hmm. form is so important to everyone. And so I know that's been hard for everybody, but recognizing that one day this will be over and we will be able to get back together with our friends and have those beautiful reunions. And so I hope that that's something that we carry with us for a long time is just making every single one of those moments count because we never know when those moments could be taken away. Wired for connection in whatever way that looks like for you. And I think we've learned what that looks like for, especially with you and I, it looks very different. And I think that's what we've learned during 2020 as well. What type of people we are, what we need to recharge, definitely have learned that through 2020. My fourth one? Is yeah, this my fourth? Four. Number four. Yes. So my fourth one, I just had it and it went away, but I have it. It's coming back right now. Do you want me to do mine? N- sure. Why See, not? See, this is what happens when you plan and you have a list. Wait, see? But no, my fourth one is this, and I think it's an imp- a huge one for me, especially this year. I mean, it might sound a little bit like my first one when I talked about showing up as your authentic self, but one thing that I have learned uh, this year, I hope it's not mine. I don't. It's not yours. I don't okay, think. Good. But I think I would have learned this when I had Maverick if uh-huh. I had been open to it. But it is this that you can feel more than one emotion simultaneously. Oh no, I didn't have that one. I that's, didn't a, think so. that's a good one though. But you know, you can feel, and mm. like I said, if I had been open to understanding this and to being okay with this idea and recognizing that this is totally normal. When I had Maverick, I think that it would have helped my postpartum depression Mm -hmm. tremendously. But when I had him, I felt so incredibly guilty that I didn't feel happy that that really sent me into a spiral of that I'm a terrible mom, which put so much pressure on me. And if I had recognized that, you know what, I can feel happy and I can also mourn my old life and feel depressed about it or sad about it at the same time, I think that would have removed so much pressure and guilt of, wow, I'm a terrible mom because I feel sad and I have this beautiful baby. And recognizing that I can feel blessed and I can feel stressed or depressed all at the same time, and that is completely normal, you know, I think that we have to really normalize the idea that you can feel multiple emotions. And so there have been so many times during 2020 that I have felt incredibly blessed, incredibly blessed that, you know, we are still able to serve teachers, but also yes. at the in the very same breath, incredibly depressed at the same exact time. Those two things were happening for me simultaneously. Incredibly blessed and happy that I get to spend moments at home with you and Maverick that I would not have gotten any other time, any other time except for 2020. But in that same breath, 
feel incredibly anxious mm-hmm. because we're not able to host our events and we're not able to follow through with these contracts. And how how are we going to keep things alive and our commitments alive that we've already, you know, signed the papers on, signed on the dotted line for? Um, and paid for. And paid for. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, and that's a real thing. I mean, hello. But recognizing during this time that, yeah, that's normal. That's normal has just removed so much pressure from me. Yeah. And to recognize that I can be in a happy state of mind and I can also, it sounds weird, but you can be happy about certain things and depressed about others in the same breath. And so I think that has been so important for me to realize. And I hope that I can't even imagine, you know, my, my hat is off to the new moms during a pandemic and those that have given birth during a pandemic because, man, that just takes it to a whole new level. I just can't imagine my mom not being able to be in the hospital with us or, you know, wow. here to help with yeah, Maverick yeah, at mm. the beginning. But, you know, especially to new moms who are listening to this or, you know, teachers or wow. whatever. But, you know, just it's let's normalize that you don't have to just feel happy because you're blessed, that you can also have a lot of other emotions that go right along with that. You can be confused. You can be frustrated, especially in motherhood. I can maybe feel 10 emotions, 15 emotions going on at one time. That is just real. I can be exhausted and excited and proud and sad or, you know, lonely or miss my old life all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is very true of being a teacher as well. We talked about this a little bit when, you know, going back from break and you can be extremely excited that, wow, I get to see my kids and I get to do what I love, but but also freaking out out because I didn't prepare or also I don't want to go back from break yet. And I I think that we just got to remove the guilt. recognize that every single feeling that we have is valid. And if we allow it to come to the forefront and we live it and we experience and we allow it to be authentic, that's how we move past these things. And that's how we learn and grow. And so I think just removing the guilt and recognizing there is no such thing as a bad feeling or emotion. That's how you're allowed Mm -hmm. to feel in that moment allows us to be able to continue to move on and not, not, allow those things to fester up to where they then follow us as like a shadow because we're trying to push it out of our life rather than just welcoming it in um, as an emotion, I think has been really, really important for me, especially during the season that I have struggled with severe anxiety and depression. That was part of my road to healing and my road to recover. I I don't know that you ever really truly completely recover because I'm sure that I will face these things again. But really healing for me during this season was recognizing that I can feel multiple things and Mm -hmm. that is completely valid and there's nothing wrong with that and there should be no guilt associated with it. It's a realization. I mean, and I think we've all kind of felt that before and we've understood we can feel multiple feelings, but it's a mindfulness and it's really an acceptance. Yeah, it's being aware of it. It's an awareness and it's an acceptance. It's be, it being okay. Yeah, because yeah, you can exactly. be aware of it all day long. I, I was aware that I was depressed when after I had Maverick, but I tried to, that's bad, that's bad. That's terrible of me to feel that way. I tried to shove it out versus yeah. just welcoming it in and recognizing that it was normal. Right. And if I had just been able to accept it, we can accept it and we can move on from it or, right. or put in the steps that we need to put in to be able to heal and to move on yeah. from it. But if you don't accept it, you can't work on it. And so I think that has been, you know, such a such a big part for me during this season. Just like you were saying, it's we, we're wired to what what is it? What did you say? Wired for connection. Wired for connection. Wow. We're I know. We're also wired to do hard things. And uh this year I think a lot of us have learned I guess the tasks that have been placed before us were tasks that we had never even imagined would ever cross our path. Ever. And so this year has definitely taught me that 
whatever you set your mind to, I mean, you may not be able to do it, but you can get darn close to accomplishing it. And for example, I mean, we, we, we love the educational community and our, our community wanted conferences. I mean, we didn't have our in-person national, national conference. And we said, well, we got to figure out how to, to do that. And we don't do anything halfway. And so luckily we surround ourselves with people that feel and work and believe and have visions like we do. Mm -hmm. Chase is one of those. And we all gathered together, all three of us, and we said, how are we going to do this? (laughs) And it was an experience that I never, ever thought would look, feel, or impact as many people as it did in the in the way that it did. Mm-hmm. I am not a technology person. I think a lot of people listening right now didn't know technology would be so important in teaching in 2020, but you figured it out. And that's what teaching and education is all about. It's about adapting, it's about being innovative, it's about being flexible, and it's about doing your darndest to accomplish the hard things because that's what we're wired to do. Yeah. That's what we do every single day that we step into the classroom. And hats off to the educational community because we've just been blown away Man. all year long with the way that you've just tackled these issues and the way that you've been transparent on how you're feeling. But you're not letting your kids see that. You're going in there and doing the best you can and, and you're showing up yeah. and you're showing up every single day for those kids. So... Yeah, hard things. You know, I think that our friend Hayward John says it best. Everything you've got is everything you need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, to tag on to that a little bit, it's not my fifth thing, okay? But it, it's kind of my fifth thing. Oh, you can go ahead um, and go do your fifth thing. No, right? no, it's not my fifth thing. This oh. is actually a sixth thing, okay? But, oh, no. no, it goes on to what you were just saying. You know, I have feared so much. I mean, this is just me being transparent about being a parent. I'm like, you know, when Maverick was an infant, I'm like, well, first of all, I wanted him to get through that infancy stage. We did not have the best. Maverick is a hard thing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I, I was thinking being, that as I was talking earlier. Thank you. When yes. he was an infant, I was like, dear God, please just get us to the toddler stage. And now that I'm at the toddler stage, it's so hard. It, it's just hard. My, my I don't know how else to say it. It's just day. hard. And the toddler tantrums, and Lord have mercy, you know, at night, the things that keep me awake are, okay, I, I feel like I can, I'm, I'm starting to get grasp how to parent him as a toddler. Oh my gosh. I I would lay awake like fearing with anxiety. Like how how am I going to parent him as an elementary child? How am I going to parent him as a middle schooler? How am I going to parent him as a teenager? Like literally I I probably for several weeks would, would just lay thinking about, Oh my gosh, I am not, I I, I would pray. Like I'm not, I'm not equipped to be a parent. But here's one thing that, you know, the Lord just spoke to my heart about and things that, you know, that I have also read in in the Bible during this time is that I'm not equipped to parent him as a teenager yet, but I will be. Mm. I will be when it's time for that. Mm -hmm. And we are equipped with what we need for right now. So that's why it's so important not to look too far into the future. It goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. It does. Live in the present. It does. Because what happens, this is what causes anxiety for me specifically, is we look so far into the future and it seems impossible. I'm not going to be able to do that. I don't I don't even know how I would do that. But you will. You will you've proven that during this time. I'm sure two years ago, if somebody had told you, this is what's going to happen to you in 2020, you would have said, no, I'm not going to be able to do that. I am not going to be able to teach virtually. I'm not going to be able to teach hybrid and yeah. or teach in person and virtually at the same time. There's no way. But look at you. You're doing it. You are equipped 
for this moment right now with yeah. everything that you need. And you know what? Tomorrow you might say, I can't do that tomorrow. You're going to be able to because you're going to be equipped with what you need at the right time. And, you know, that's one thing that I have learned being a parent over and over and over again. I have feared almost milestones because, like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to be ready? How am I going to know what to do? I don't know what to do. I have prayed for wisdom more than anything else on this planet this year, um, especially with Maverick. But day in and day out, what I recognize is that I wake up and I show up. And all of a sudden, I'm equipped with what I need for that day. And so I yeah, think that during, really, I mean that during so the hard good. times, you've yeah, got to I mean, just take it a. Di- that's why. That, that's why there's the, the saying: take it yeah. a day at a time, take mm-hmm. it a moment. Because you know what, you might not even be equipped right now with what you need for 15 minutes from now. Right. But when you're in that moment, you are going to be equipped with whatever you need to be able to face that challenge. I mean, and that's what you mean. If you're about to run out mean. of gas, then you need to go fill your gas tank up. Right. But right. that's what you mean by we're, we're wired to do hard things. It's yeah. because we think we're not going to be able to, and we get in that moment, and guess what? We're able to. Mm-hmm. We're, and it's not easy. And I'm not saying it's easy, and I'm not saying it doesn't come with its fair share. I've cried more as a parent than I've ever cried about anything before in my life. It's not easy. But you make it. You make it and you figure it out. And so just remember that. Everything that you need for right now, everything you've got is everything that you need. That's all you need. Don't look ahead to the future and be concerned with what is to come because guess what? When you face that moment, everything you've got in that moment is going to be everything that you need. And so I think that's just such an important reminder. My fifth one, my last one is it's okay to be selfish. And I, I, I say that because we've learned and we've seen we have to have our outlets. We have to be, and I'm still learning this because yeah. we had a conversation about the, that this morning they because sure I am not a selfish person that way, but I think it's because I like to serve other people first. And all Your t- love language is, well, and your is acts of service. Yes, a sacrifice yeah. to serve. And, and so that's what you give to others. And that's what I prioritize. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, but not to... to to the degree to where it's a detriment to who you are. Uh, along with that, I mean, teachers, you're, you're, we're all servants. I mean, that's what we do. That's what we get into. And, and we've had a podcast on it talking about, are you more than a servant? Are you more than a teacher? Are you sacrificing your Are you sacrificing your servanthood? And to realize that you're more than a teacher is so important. To realize that you're more than a spouse is so important. What other things make up who you are? And if you can't list those things out, and taking the teacher component out of there, then what are you left with? Right. And if there's nothing there, you, you, that that's something to kind of focus on. But prioritizing yourself and prioritizing those outlets and prioritizing your hobbies is super important because you have to continue to grow as an individual and who you are. By doing that, you'll become the best version of yourself. If you want to be a better teacher, to make you a better teacher, make you a better spouse, make you a better friend, make you a better father, daughter, friend, sister, brother, mom, whoever it is, because you're prioritizing yourself. So, But for people like you and people who your love language is acts of service, that is not easy because, for example, and I'm, I'm glad that you're talking about this because I think it's so important. You, you got to be able to do those things and find a way to not feel guilty about it. For example, Wade had a competition this last weekend. It was on Saturday in Atlanta for his jujitsu. I did really good. He did. I was really sick though. You got second place. Yeah, but we're not. Guy, we don't have time for the story the about why you didn't win. We me. don't have time. I've y'all don't even know how many times I've had to rewatch. Literally, watch this leg. Watch this leg clip. Grasp. Watch. Watch hook. the guy run away from me. I cannot. Watch y'all. that. I cannot have. It this, wasn't wrestling. It was tag. I just I was cannot have this conversation anymore. Anyways, 
Okay. He was scared. It's what happens when you lose weight. There's always excuses. All right. No, that's, so, that's not an excuse. You can't make excuses and be great. So you're going to have I'm to figure saying, it out. I lost. <laughs> okay. But he ran. But he was scared. That is not what we're talking about. He said, oh, ish. Wade had the competition on Saturday, and our friends Justin and Kirby went, and Chase also went with them. And when Justin and Kirby came home, they were like, "You just don't even understand." Like the whole time, Wade was like, "I've got to get home. I've got, I've got, to, I've got to do this, but I've got to get home to Hope. I've got to get home." And I'm like, first of all, it's, that's rude because I'm a big girl. I'm a big girl, and what makes them think that I don't like for him to be out of the house and get his high anxiety mm. self with Maverick out of this house and give me a minute? Saturday was a beautiful day for me. I got to take Maverick to the store. We bought candy for gingerbread houses. We went to the park. I, I got time. to clean in silence, and I didn't have to have Wade here hovering over the shoulder about has Maverick eaten enough? Has he is he on schedule? Is he on his route? I was like. This is like freedom at its finest. But, you know, I think... She hates me. It's fine. (laughs) It's not true. I was like, why? And so I had to go to Wade and I had to say, listen, we've got to have a talk about this. You've got to be able to do things for you and not feel guilty about it. Because if you're spending the entire time feeling guilty about it, then it's a waste of the time within itself because you're not able to live in the moment and do all the things that you're telling yourself that you need to be doing or that you've learned in 2020. And so, you know, for people like you, though, it is so hard because you just want everybody else to be happy. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is you're sacrificing your own happiness. And then mm-hmm. if you're not happy, that affects your family negatively. Maybe and so, that's why I lost. <laughs> okay. No, we're I still, lost because I had a cold. We're, There's no, another excuse. You lost because you lost. All I right. Did. You got to be better next time. But no, I, you know, it is so important for you to be able to have conversations and to be able to open about, up about how you truly feel about these things. Because if you're going to take a weekend and, and not work, you can't go back to work on Monday feeling guilty the entire time because that just took away all of the work that you did to fill yourself. And so you've got to find a way that you can pour into yourself without feeling guilty about letting other people down. It is so important sometimes to say to learn how to say no to others, to be able to say yes to yourself, to recognize that when you say yes to yourself, you are becoming a better mm-hmm. father, a better husband, a better friend, because then you're going to be full and be able to pour into others at a higher level or a higher rate than you would have if you didn't do something that fulfills you. And that's it. Okay, there's your therapy for the day. There we go. And if you don't stop squeaking that darn chair, we got to get you. An, and 2020, one of our goals, 2021, one of our goals is get to get a Wade a new stinking podcast chair. Can you hear okay. that, guys? Huh? I'm sure they can. It's the most annoying thing ever. Can you hear that? Oh, that's a good squeak. Okay. Are you done? Okay. Then my final thing is that I, my fifth thing that I have really learned in 2020, and this is a hard one for me too, is if it costs your peace, it is much too high of a price tag. Oh yeah. I've learned that too. And so that's a good one there. Being extremely Mm. aware, extremely aware of what is costing my peace, whether that be social media. And I'm like, okay, this is causing me to feel some type of anxiety or some type of feeling or emotion that is not peaceful. I've got to get rid of it. I've got to be done with it for a couple of days. I've got to put it down. Mm-hmm. Is it a toxic relationship that's costing your peace? Is it a, you know, a practice that you have? Is it a poor habit that you have in place? Is it Whatever it may be, if it costs your peace, it is much too high of a price tag. And so um, that's one thing that, you know, I've had to really be aware and evaluate my life from multiple different angles to figure out what it is that's costing my peace and start eliminating those things. And, you know, again, saying no to toxic relationships. You get to choose who you hang out with. And so if there are people in your building or in your community or whatever it may be, that when you're around those people, their negativity or whatever it is is dragging you down and costing your peace, 
you don't have to have that kind of relationship with them. We've, we talked about that with our episode with Dave Burgess, yep. that you can respect people and recognize that they're not your people at the same exact time. They don't have to be your friends. No, they don't have to be your friends. And so I've really had to be cognizant and aware of mm-hmm. that and recognize that you don't have to be a friend to everybody. You can respect them, but you don't have to be a friend Absolutely. to them. And that there are things that are for you and things that are against you. And so I've had to really be aware of eliminating and getting rid of things this year. And I plan to do continue that in 2021. You know, it can be your social media feed, curating your feed. We talked about this on the comparison episode about have you purged your feed lately, gotten rid of people that are taking your piece from you because you're comparing yourself to them and that's not healthy for you. You know, just recognizing what it is that costs your peace and getting rid of it because there is nothing, there is nothing with a great enough price tag that can take the place of your peace. Yeah. And I mean, just, just, is it worth it? Like, I mean, yeah. I think that that's how I think about it. And and I get the, is it costing your peace? But I just think to myself, is it, is this worth it? Or is, or will, do I need to say anything at all? Yeah. Um, so that too, I mean, it's 2020 has taught us a lot of lessons and it's a year unlike any other year that none of us ever expected. Been crazy. We're going to look back on it, and it's a year that we needed. And I know a lot of people ha- are like, no, 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 no. I've suffered way too much loss. I've suffered yeah. what I've suffered from a lot of different things this year. And I know because we have been there too, and we've watched some of our family members suffer in multiple different ways. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just not – it's not been easy. But I think that in 2021 or 2025 or 2030 or whatever it is – We're going to one day, one day look back and say, because of 2020, I know I can face this. I know I can face this and I can do it. It's about going through these storms to say, I did this when I know I can do this at whatever moment this comes up in the future. And hopefully, I mean, I'm sure like I identified with a lot of what you said, Hope, and I'm sure you identified with what I said because we bounced off off. Off of each other, but then I also hope our the people that are listening right now, they were able to identify with some of these learned opportunities, and, and, and they probably have their own too. Yeah. And we want to encourage you to make a list of your top five. Like, what are the top five things that you learned in 2020? That you can that be will, proud of. Yeah, that you can be proud of that, yeah. that will benefit you later on down the road. Because there is something, and if you don't know what you should be proud of, ask a friend. Because, like we said, we know mm-hmm. just you showing up every yep. day for your students, whether it be virtual, whether it be hybrid, whether it be a combination of all the things, that is something to be proud of. Your tenacity, your ability to get up and do it again, even when you don't feel like it, putting one step, one foot in front of the other. Yep. You know, this year has not been about, let me outperform myself as a teacher and be the best teacher I've ever been. No. Nah. Don't compare this year and your no, your not. success this year to any other year. Mm-hmm. Live in this year and recognize what you've learned that's right. different, how you've grown, how you've changed things up, how you have just rolled with the punches and be proud of that. And you should be proud of that. And you should hold your head up high and you should be, I think that this is not a year that as teachers we feel like we've lost our confidence. No. Be confident in the fact that if you can face 2020, you can face anything. You can face anything as an educator. And so we are so proud of you. And we know that you have grown and you have learned so much. And it's not easy. And some of us are still struggling. And some of our kids are going to still be struggling with the trauma of 2020. But again, from these moments of weakness and from these moments of frustration comes strength and power. And that is coming. And that's why I started this episode by saying the great that awaits, because there is greatness that awaits us in these coming years. But it's because we've experienced this. 
it's because of these moments that we are going to be able to do bigger and better things in the years to come. And so I am. I mean, yeah, Dave Hollis says it the best. Uh, experiences, they happen for us. They don't happen to, to us. us. And so why did these experiences happen for us? And remember that and hold true to that and remind yourself that you can do hard things because you're wired to do it. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite things out of 2020 has been this podcast and being able to share our hearts and our souls and our moments of weakness. This and some of these thing. have been therapy sessions and some of these have been fun sessions. And some of these thing. have, you know, they've all come with kind of different experiences, but yep. we have just been so excited to be able to connect with you on a completely different level, share a little bit more of our hearts and hopes that it makes a connection with some of you I and love things it that when, you're identifying when we do with. Con- when people do connect and they share and they yeah. say that, hey, this this helped me in so-and-so way or thank you for that just lifts me up. It does. And so thank you for being a part of this community. Yes. Thank you for continuing to to tune in with us every single Monday. Yeah. We are so excited for what 2021 has in store for this podcast. We've got a lot of things, a lot of people lined up that we are going to share with you who have incredible stories yeah. of their own and incredible, incredible wisdom that they are going to impart to all of you. And so if nothing else, just again, recognizing that you are not on this journey alone. And we're not saying that on midnight of this week, when you when it turns 2021, that everything's going to change. No, we're not saying that. It would be great if it did. Right. Where's where is the fairy godmother? Bibbidi bobbidi boo. But we are saying that no matter what 2021 has in store, that we are all in this together. We that are. we're all going to walk this journey together, hand in hand. Figure it out as we go. And everything we've got right now is everything we need. And so we hope that you spend this week relaxing, resting, enjoying your family, reflecting on the the good of 2020, because there has been good. And whether that just be lessons that we're going to carry with us, that's enough good for the year. So we love you guys. We love this community. We are looking forward to 2021. And so we cannot wait to ring in the new year with you guys. And we'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode of the new EDU. Until next time, everybody, Happy New Year. The new EDU is hosted by me, Wade King. And me, Hope King. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfush. And edited by Andrew Weller. With production support from Sterling Coates and Chase Mayo. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. The new EDU podcast is a 3% chance production.